Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Naim and I'm the host of this show. Today's topic is Chris Pratt as Mario. This has sort of stirred up a lot of people on the internet, a lot of different takes, and uh, I, I just wanted to talk about a lot of them all at once. Uh, so this is this is again, I, I, I am not really an expert in any of this stuff, but I do have a lot of, you know, just vague knowledge from from being an extremely heavy consumer of media and of, of animated media and of, of, you know, voice acting and voice actors. It's something that I've admired for a long time. And, uh, and you know, I, I just happen to know a lot about that kind of stuff particularly. So th- that's, that's whatever bona fides I might have, but you know, if they're not real bona fides, right? I'm not, and I'm not a voice actor. I've never worked in, in, in a professional industry, um, of, of this caliber. So, um, you know, take, take anything I say with a grain of salt. That all said, uh, I want to talk about a couple of the takes I've seen. First of all, I've seen a lot of people, um, say, you know, and, and it's, it's a quote I've seen and it's a quote I've definitely seen before, but, uh, but the thing that they, that they say is let voice actors, voice act, right? Cast voice actors for voice roles. Um, and I totally understand and agree with that statement on its surface. I think, uh, you know, especially before the mid nineties, um, a lot more of these voice roles went to people who were voice actors, primarily or you know people who had a lot more voice acting experience really i think that the turn shift and i could be wrong about this but the, but but one of the big tide shifts or two really two of the big tide shifts uh i think even within like a year of each other um were the lion king and more so Toy Story. Because The Lion King, you know, while it did have Matthew Broderick, he was, hadn't been a huge star for a while. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a star. Um, but otherwise, you know, for the most part, it wasn't a lot of, like, huge mega stars like we tend to see nowadays. Uh, but Toy Story did have two huge stars of their time, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Um, and, and, you know, Pixar, in fact, has lightened up, eased up a little bit on that, um, on, on casting huge megastars in, in some roles. Um, they still do, obviously. And in fact, they cast Chris Pratt himself, uh, in Onward in 2020. Um, but they, they don't, they don't do it you know, to, to sell a movie as much as they did, I think in the past, or, or at least sometimes they don't, you know, right. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll have, you know, and the thing is it, um, it works a lot of the time. And a lot of the time people don't complain. I think onward was great. I think Chris Pratt was great in it. Um, I think inside out, you know, the five main people there were pretty well-known famous actors, screen actors, um, Amy Poehler, um, Phyllis Smith from The Office, Mindy Kaling also from The Office, uh, Bill Hader and Louis Black. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I struggle with the let voice actors be in voice roles pushback because it often comes when it's just somebody that people don't like. Uh, in this case, Chris Pratt. For some reason, I know I know the reason. For for, for a specific reason, people don't like Chris Pratt. Um, and, you know, 
I I understand that reasoning, right? Um, but a lot of it has been pushed and pushed and pushed to create a picture of a person who doesn't exist, right? Um, the, the, the main things against Chris Pratt, it started from the church that he reportedly went to, Hillsong Church, which has an anti-gay message. Uh, at the time, he said something about like not agreeing with the church. I don't have the quote pulled up in front of me, um, but, uh, but, you know, said like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. And, you know, tried to move on from it. More recently, he specifically said that he does not, he never attended that church. That's what he says. Is that true? I don't know. Um, he, he has specifically said that he does not go to that church. Uh, so that's, that's one thing. Um, uh, the other thing, a lot of people have just decided that he's a Trump supporter. Um, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Um, but I don't like, I don't know. Like it, it's just people decided because he's, a uh, an open and professed Christian that he supports Donald Trump. And I, I don't necessarily understand that take like there's a lot of christians a lot of open professed christians who don't support donald trump so why i I don't understand why people would assume that he does you know his father-in-law arnold schwarzenegger says donald trump was the worst president ever um so i i i I don't necessarily understand that the third thing is that people talked about um you know, he made a tweet or an Instagram post uh, thanking his wife, his current wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger, for uh, giving him a beautiful, healthy baby. And they people saw this as a perceived slight against his child with um, Anna Ferris, uh, who was born with. And I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I believe he was born with a, a uh, developmental disorder. Um, uh, something of the, something along those lines where they thought he was subtweeting his son, which is a very weird thing to think somebody would be doing. And like, it's honestly, you know, and, and, and his son is still pretty young. I think he's, he's like nine years old or 10 years old now. And at the time he was probably six or seven. So he didn't, you know, it's not like he was aware of what was going on, but like, I think it's more damaging for the child that people are calling like are, are are calling this kind of thing out when it's you know it's clearly not what he meant he was just it was he was posting about how much he loves his wife his current wife at the time who is still his wife now like i am hey i'm happy that my wife i love her and also she gave me a, a great baby like he wasn't saying i don't love my other son the post just was about his wife so I don't get that. Um, if you don't like Chris Pratt, you don't like Chris Pratt, right? I totally have no problem with that. Plenty of people don't like plenty of people. I personally hate Miles Teller. Do you have a specific reason for hating Miles Teller? No. There was like the stuff at some point about maybe he refused to get COVID tested and got the production of The Offer shut down. He has said that's not true. If I'm being consistent and not hypocritical, I should take that at face value and say, okay, if he said it's not true, then it's probably not true. I still don't like Miles Teller, you know? So I'm not begrudging anybody for not liking Chris Pratt. I just think you shouldn't dislike Chris Pratt for something 
that isn't true. The the pastor of Hillsong Church, by the way, has also said that Chris Pratt never went to his church. And uh, James Gunn at the time said, like James Gunn said, hey, I know what church Chris Pratt goes to. I'm not going to tell you which church church he goes to necessarily right because that's that's a personal information you can say that or not say it but he's like i he said this is he doesn't go to that church he never went to that church that's just that's just true um he he goes he may go to a church that is in some way associated with that church but like you know it's 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 a very weird like finding a reason to hate somebody and again if you i i I look for any reason to hate Miles Teller, right? This is part of my brand. All of my friends know that I hate Miles Teller. This is a thing that that people know about me. Fine. I, I look for reasons to hate Miles Teller. I just don't really invent reasons to hate Miles Teller, right? Like the 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 church that Chris Pratt goes, the church that Chris Pratt goes to, according to him, is op- opens its doors to everybody, is not anti-LGBTQ. However, um, they are associated with a church that is LGBTQ. That is, sorry, that is anti-LGBTQ. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the church itself. I don't know. Maybe maybe Pratt is wrong. Maybe Pratt is mistaken, right? I, I, I don't specifically know about how, um, how anti-LGBT or anything that that church might be. I don't know. Um, so and anyway, that, that's 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 a real sort of diatribe. But that is, I mean, I think that's that's the reasoning behind sentiments like this of why did they cast Chris Pratt uh, and not a voice actor, right? They should have cast a voice actor. It's like, well, and I understand you, right? Like that maybe they wanted them to cast Charles Martinet, who's played Mario for a long time. Obviously, Charles Martinet's Mario voice would not work for a feature-length film, right? There's a reason that Mario doesn't talk very much in the games. It's because the Martinez Mario voice is a silly caricature. Um, Martinez is an accomplished voice actor and could probably do another voice if they asked him to, or another voice actor could do another voice if they asked him to. But if they had cast Jack Black instead of as Bowser, if they had cast him as Mario, and he had done a goofy-ish, like a, maybe even a similar voice to Pratt, right? Because Pratt is doing an accent. Um, it's just a more subtle accent because, I, you know, I think they, they were trying to avoid doing a super stereotypical Italian accent, especially because I believe Mario is canon supposed to be from New York. At least, again, I, I don't, I'm not super, I don't know, super, super knowledge of Mario lore, um, but... Any other, like, uh, apparently Martinez initial s- casting said that he was from New York. Um, Miyamoto has said it, at some point he is from New York. The TV show and the movie depict him as being from New York. So I think, okay, they're like, all right, he's an Italian-American from New York. And Pratt is doing at least, you know, first of all, we also heard about f- four seconds of dialogue, right? Uh, um, uh, and I'll get to that in a moment, too. But, like, you know, a, a second or third generation Italian-American from Brooklyn, like, I could see somebody sounding basically like that. You know, people, people have made the joke that he sounds like Linda Belcher. And I was like, all right, well, Linda Belcher is from New York, right? Is she not from New York? Is that not, is Bob's Burgers not sent in New York? Or at least in, like, um, 
in like Jersey or something. I, I think it said in, in Jersey. Um, so like, like, yeah, like, like it's not fully unreasonable for a Linda Belcher esque voice to go with a Mario esque character. Um, uh, the so the, the the other thing is is that is the line right the line and i agree it sounds phoned in and i would argue it probably is literally phoned in um i don't think mushroom kingdom here we come is going to be in the movie uh, I think what most likely happened and what most most often happens with a situation like this um, is they recorded all of this dialogue over a year ago. Um, you know, like they, they announced the voice cast in 2021. They probably recorded the dialogue maybe, maybe six, like maybe they finished recording nine months ago. Like they, 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 I'm sure that, that, that the dialogue was recorded a long ago because that's the way it works for most com computer animated films and most animated films is you record the dialogue, um, they animate to the dialogue, and then maybe they call you back in to do pickups to to adjust some of your line readings to fit the animation a little bit better. And then they tweak the animation again to the to the um, to the updated dialogue. But for something like a teaser trailer coming out, you know, six months or whatever before the movie, um, what I would be willing to honestly like, I would be willing to bet it was a month or two ago. They either. Um, one of three things. They either were like, hey, Chris, you're, you're on the set of a TV show or a movie right now. I'm sure there's a sound booth available. He might be, I think he's probably, he might've been on the set of Guardians 3. Um, like, hey, maybe there's like, there's probably a voiceover booth you can get into, or maybe he's doing pickup, like, you know, picking up dialogue, doing ADR for Guardians 3. They're like, hey, can you just do this quick Mario line while you're doing your Guardians 3 ADR? Um, if, if, you know, uh, like potentially that, right? Option B is maybe they called him in again six months after he finished doing his last bit of dialogue without the director of the movie, right? Any of this would be without the directors of the movie um, or the voice directors, right? They probably just had like literally had him walk into a booth and record the line. Or option C, I think which I think is the most likely option is they sent him a hundred dollar microphone said, Hey, just get in your closet, record on this microphone, say this line in your Mario voice and we'll put it in the trailer. And, and they said, do like four or five takes. So we have something to work with. And that's probably what he did. He probably literally recorded it. He might've even literally recorded it on his iPhone without a microphone. Um, I'm guessing he might've got like, I'm guessing the studio would send a microphone. Um, but it's possible that he literally recorded it on his iPhone. That's happened before. Um, I can't remember the exact film, but I've heard specifically there was a film where, where uh, like where an actor recorded his line, his line of ADR um, for, I don't remember if it was an animated film or a live action film, but he recorded it on his iPhone as a voice note, sent it to the director and they drop that line of ADR into the movie. Like, I, I don't think that's, that's, that's in the final movie, not just in a teaser trailer, right? Um, I think they didn't, I think they didn't care that much about this teaser trailer. 
this also is one of the reasons that I hate trailers specifically, um, because trailers are usually made slapdash with no real specific care. I think something like this may have been made with a little bit more care. I don't usually watch trailers. I watched bits of this trailer. You know, I think maybe they did a little bit more on this one. Um, but, uh, but usually they're made pretty slapdash, um, uh, or not, I mean, not slapdash, right? Tra trailer artists, I have a friend who has edited trailers before. They work hard on those trailers, right? But they're marketing tools. They're not necessarily artistic tools. 99.9% .9 of the time, the filmmaker has no real involvement in the trailer and, the shots in the movie are not shot specifically for the trailer. Um, sometimes they are right. And, and, and with some bigger movies, you know, they will have the trailer line or the trailer shot or stuff like that, where they will shoot scenes or shoot shot, take shots specifically for the trailer or something like that. Um, or even like in the case of uh, Mission Impossible, I know the director, um, um, Christopher McQuarrie goes to marketing and says, Hey, what do you need me to do? to be able to market this movie. And they say, we need this, 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 right? We need Rebecca Ferguson in a high slit dress or whatever, right? And he says, okay, great. I can figure that out and make that work in my movie. And that way I'm not just doing an empty trailer shot, but I'm still giving marketing what they need. I don't think a lot of directors do something like that, but uh, but it is a thing that I know specifically McCory does because he's talked about it on the Empire podcast. Um so because of the, of the general slapdash nature of trailers and because the director is very rarely involved, I don't like that kind of thing because it just, all it does is create an expectation for a movie that is not the artistic vision of the movie, right? Films are art and trailers can be art as well, right? Again, back on Mission Impossible, the, the trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout is a work of art. It's an incredible trailer, right? Um, and, and, and trailers certainly can be art, but a lot of times... And, and I mean, 100% of the time, a trailer is marketing material. And a lot of times, you know, the, the kind of care put into a trailer is not not a tenth of, not, not a, you know, yeah, less than a tenth of the kind of care put into a movie. It took, you know, probably three years, four years to make this movie. Um, in, they, they announced the film would progress, like in 2017 reports emerged that they were collaborating with Universal Illumination, right? That's five years ago and the movie's coming out next year, right? So six years from the reports of talking to Illumination to the movie getting made, right? Um, and the movie is, is most likely not yet complete. Um, you know, and uh, less than... Less than a year ago is when they when they announced uh, the cast, right? Uh, so, like, assuming they finished uh, shooting or they finished they finished the movie, they finished voicing the movie nine months ago, maybe less. Um, that uh, that to like the trailer, you know, maybe a month, two months of work was put in the trailer, right? Compared to like six years of work put into the movie, it's just it's just not the same, right? Um, so anyway, uh, that's, that's really all I've got. Um, uh, I, I will say, and I think I, I might've already said this in, in the here, but uh, a friend of mine I was talking to, uh, about this and he was like, I like the current Mario voice. I'm like, yeah, but you would not like that for 90 minutes. That would be a nightmare for 90 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, but so, so I, like, I, I don't think. 
I don't think that was ever on the table. I think if they, even if they cast Charles Martinet, the original voice of Mario, they like, he would have done a similar voice. If they cast Jack Black, he would have done a similar voice. If they cast Charlie Day, these are all people who are already in the movie. Charlie Day, Kiku Michael Key, any of these guys, Fred Armisen, right? Any of these guys, if they, if they had cast in the role of Mario, they would have done a similar voice to Chris Pratt. Maybe a little bit more of a pronounced Italian accent, maybe a little bit less of a pronounced Italian accent, but I think they would have done a voice of an Italian-American, right? A second or third generation Italian-American, you know, maybe they would have sounded a little bit more like somebody in the Sopranos, but, the, but like, the, you know, you, you're like... It's hard to have a film hero sound like Tony Soprano, right? Um, uh, you know, you don't want like a, you don't want a too gruff, you don't want a too, too mobstery, um, but you still want to honor an Italian American voice. Um, so, so you know, you, you have to find that balance. And maybe Chris Pratt found a good balance. Maybe he didn't. I don't think it's fair to judge what kind of balance he might have found off of a four second clip. Uh, now, he's, is he doing? He's not. He's not really changing his voice pitch or his timbre. But I don't think he needs to or necessarily should. And Chris Pratt, uh, you know, again, is, is not an unaccomplished voice performer you know he has done uh the lego movies um and was pretty good in those he did onward i think he was pretty good in that um he you know he's done episodes uh, voice acting for tv shows before he was famous he was in an episode of the batman he was in a few episodes of ben 10 uh back when he was just like the guy who was on parks and rec right um so it's not like you know, or even actually when he did the Batman, he hadn't even been on Parks and Rec yet. He was the guy who was on Everwood. He was the guy from Everwood um, and wasn't really getting roles. He did a couple episodes of the OC and he hadn't been on Everwood for a few years. And he was like, all right, maybe I think I think if he hadn't blown up from Parks and Rec, he might have gone into just voice acting. That might have just ended up being his career. Um, but because he blew up, you know, it didn't end up being his career. He's done video, video game voice acting too. He was in, uh, he was in the Ben 10 video game. He was in the Jurassic world and Lego and Lego dimensions video games, um, as the characters they played in those. Right. But, uh, like it, it's, it's not that he's an unaccomplished voice actor. Um, he doesn't do silly voices. Right. Um, but a lot of voice actors don't, right? If you if you ever have watched, uh, you know, a lot of anime, if you watch Bleach, if uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who plays Ichigo in Bleach, uh, does a lot of voice acting where it's mostly just his voice. Sometimes it's a sometimes it goes a little bit higher, sometimes it goes a little bit lower, but mostly it's just his voice. Um, you know, occasionally he'll does he does a little bit more, and he and he can do a little bit more, but he doesn't usually. Usually he's just doing his own voice. Um, um. There's other voice actors who do that as well. Uh, um, uh, oh, man, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> um, Patrick Warburton, who voices Joe in Family Guy. He voices Cronk um, uh, from Emperor's New Groove. Does a lot of voice acting work. 19, 99% of the time, I can't remember anything I've ever seen that he's been in that he's not just doing his voice. And for what it's worth, he's a screen actor as well. You know, there's, um, that's, that's the thing too, is, is people are like, let, let voice actors be voice actors, right? Let, get, get, let voice actors get voice roles. And I feel like sometimes when people say that it's discounting what voice acting is, which is acting, right? First and foremost, it's acting, whether you're a screen actor or a voice actor or a stage actor, the first thing you need to be is an actor, Right. You don't need to be the first thing you shouldn't. That's the thing that a lot of people, I think, 
get wrong in their conceptions of voice acting. And I've heard a lot of voice actors say this specifically, that people will come up to them and say, I can do silly voices. I want to be a voice actor. And it's like, that shouldn't, that's, that should never be the first thing. The first thing 100% of the time should be, I think I'm a pretty good actor. I want to be a voice actor. And also... I can, I can do voices, right? Because just because you can do, you know, a Bugs Bunny impression doesn't mean you can act as Bugs Bunny, right? Can you do a monologue as Bugs Bunny? Can you sing as Bugs Bunny? Can you do pay, pathos as Bugs Bunny? Um, you know, Eric Bauza, who, who voices Bugs Bunny now, uh, can do all those things. Mel Blanc, who voiced Bugs Bunny originally, can do all those things. Um, so, so I think, I, I think, Chris Pratt is a talented actor, you know, he's, he's done a lot of good work in movies that people like and in TV shows that people like. I think he's a perfectly good actor. Um, he's not the best actor in the world, but I think he's a good actor. Uh, so, you know, uh, if, 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 if what you're saying is, is that voice actors don't get enough opportunities to get voice roles uh, or voice actors should get more opportunities to do voice roles in films... I I fully don't disagree with that take. I agree with that take. I, I do think voice actors should get more opportunities to do voice roles in films. However, I also know that the reason that actors like, and, and first of all, by the way, um, the same energy is not being extended to Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key. You know, people are like, yeah, this guy's going to be great. It's like, yeah, then why shouldn't, like, why not, cast voice actors and voice roles for those characters, right? Uh, is it just because you like those guys? Is it because, like, like what, what's what's the specific reason, right? You just, do you just not like Chris Pratt or do you not like Chris Pratt's voice for four seconds you heard, right? If, again, like, like I said before, if they'd cast Jack Black in the Chris Pratt role, would you have been okay with it the whole time? Um, I, that that's, that's the thing that ends up concerning me with takes like that. Uh, but again, the other thing is, is that, like, when they do this kind of thing, it's because they, they are trying to sell a movie. And yes, IP does sell movies, right? Um, they, Mario is going to sell because he's Mario. Uh, and, uh, you know, other Illumination movies, um, uh, the Grinch could, could sell just because he's the Grinch. The Lorax could sell just because of the Lorax. But why, you know, when you have the opportunity to cast... Danny DeVito and the Lorax and Ed Helms and Zac Efron. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity when you had the opportunity to cast Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch um, and, you know, Rashida Jones and Kenan Thompson? Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Uh, because that's an extra additional thing that you can sell on, right? Pixar, same thing, right? Like I said, Pixar does less of it than they did in the past. But if you can cast you know, huge stars, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, and also Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, and other well-known people in a movie, uh, then why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Because then not only are you selling on the Mario brand or the Pixar brand or the the, the um, Dr. Seuss brand, but now you can also sell on, hey, also you love this actor, right? Hey, you love... Maybe you love Chris Pratt. A lot of people still love Chris Pratt. Maybe you love Charlie Day. Maybe you love Jack Black. Maybe you really, really, really love Anya Taylor-Joy, like a friend of mine does. Um, then you are now more likely to see this movie. My friend, who is a big Anya Taylor-Joy fan, I don't know if he would have gone to see the Super Mario Brothers movie in the theater. 
if Anya Taylor-Joy wasn't in it. Because Anya Taylor-Joy is in it, even in a voice role as Princess Peach, I am sure he's going to go see it within the first week. I'm sure of it. He's like... it, 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 So... So I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's my, my take. I think, I think a lot of people are, are over ragging on Chris Pratt for things he may or may not have done. I think the Instagram caption stuff is fucked up. Like, I think it's legitimately fucked up that people accused him of not loving his son as much as, uh, loving his son with, uh, with, um, on a Ferris as much as his child with, uh, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Um, uh, I think, I think it's, uh, girl, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, like I, I, I like he, that's not what really the post implied. And, and people were looking into some shit and I'm sure it made Pratt upset. I'm sure it made, I, I know it made Pratt upset. He said as much about it. I'm sure it made Ferris upset that people would say this kind of thing. And like, I think, uh, I think, you know, it'll be out of the public consciousness for a while enough for their son, uh, for Pratt and Ferris's son to not ha- really know about it. But I think if he did know about it, he'd be pretty upset about it too. Um, about, about over a thing that did not happen. Like he was not throwing shade at his son. Um, I don't think he was throwing shade at his ex-wife either. He was just celebrating his current wife uh, saying, Hey, I love you. I love you so much. Thanks for giving me a a beautiful child. Uh, And he also said healthy because the child is healthy. I'm sure he would have said the same thing about his son. It's a healthy child, right? Just because the child has, you know, whatever it was, uh, premature. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know exactly what, if he has it, like what his developmental disability or anything like that might be. Um, but like, I'm sure he would have, I'm sure he said, I, I love having a happy, healthy child about that baby as well. Um, it's, it was a very, very weird thing. Uh, that, uh, like, I don't, I don't, it's, it's so, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up that people did that. Um, anyway, um, that's it. That's my thoughts on the Chris Pratt as Mario thing. I didn't think it was going to go half an hour. I thought it was going to go 15 minutes, but it turned out I had a lot more to say than I thought. Um, hey, if you like the show, you can subscribe, uh, leave a review on iTunes and Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I guess, are the two places to leave reviews. Um, Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kuhan. Uh, if you want to send me an email, that's contact at IamKuhan.com. Normally, I would upload this on my own personal site, but I, I truly am putting very little effort into this podcast because I don't, again, I, I don't think anybody should listen to this. It's just an excuse for me to talk for half an hour um, because I'm tired of sending long voice notes to one person about the same thing. Like about about like the same person to to my to my friend Jake. I I would send long voice notes saying like here's my thoughts on something, and he would listen to the whole thing and be like, I listen to this as a podcast. And I was like, nobody would listen to that podcast except for you. I'm like, great, this is fine. Now he gets to listen to the exact same thing except recorded on a better microphone and at his leisure. I mean, it was at his leisure before too because on a voice note. But uh, that's it. That's that's the show. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Uh, at Kuhan on Twitter, I'm uh, contacted at I'mKuhan.com and leave your reviews. 
And uh, there's no set release schedule for this podcast. The next time a big media thing happens that I want to talk about, that's when I'll record another thing. Could be tomorrow, could be in a week. Who knows? I might have even spent a bunch of time talking about a She-Hulk spoiler, um, but uh, but I think I had less take on that because I have not actually seen Backlash on that. I have seen people talk about Backlash, but I've not seen the Backlash to the Backlash, as, uh, as Bo Burnham said in that funny feeling. So anyway, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, and catch you on the next one. Peace. Fully sold after MKBHD. I might come up with a different outro next time.